Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. Today's readings speak to us about faith, and faith is at the heart of our identity as God's chosen people. Pope John Paul II once said, Faith is the least understood word in vocabulary. Well, it's best portrayed in the scripture readings for this weekend. Turn to the first reading. Here we have that great story of Abraham. Now, whenever we hear of Abraham, whether it's in the New Testament or the Old Testament, it's always associated with the great role model of faith. That's why we refer to Abraham as the father of faith. Now, the story begins with Abraham and his family living in Ur, which is present-day Iraq. And God calls Abraham to go where God wants him to live and to be with his family. Now, mind you, this is no small request. Abraham is estimated is in his 80s. He's living a comfortable life with his wife, Sarah, along with his family. He's making a comfortable living. He's a shepherd, and he owns land. And now God tells Abraham to pack everything up, everything, including his family, to go and leave and live in a foreign country with a foreign language and foreign customs and values that Abraham doesn't know. Now, what does Abraham say? Does he say, what, are you kidding me? No. Turn to the first reading. It says, Abraham put his faith in the Lord, who credited it to him as an act of righteousness. Well, this teaches us a powerful lesson about faith. We need to think about faith primarily in terms of an attitude of trust. God wants Abraham to uproot his life and life of his family and go on a journey. And Abraham accepts it. Now think about that. Think about God coming to you and saying, I want you to quit your job and to sell your house and pack up everything. Pack up even your family and go to move on the other side of the world, maybe India or China, a foreign country in which we don't know the language, we don't know the customs or the way of life. Now, we would probably say, Lord, could you please allow me some time to think about this and I'll get back to you. But not with Abraham. Abraham accepts what God wants from him because of his faith. Now, does Abraham really know where he's going? No. Does he have GPS, maps, or even a compass to guide by? No. Does he know God's plan for him when he gets into this promised land? No. Is Abraham really in control? Absolutely not. And yet he trusts. And that's the heart of faith. We have to understand our God is a God that loves us. He calls us all the time. So as to move on that journey of faith. What's important for us? To let go. 
Let go like Abraham. Surrender to God. Allow God to take us to places where we never thought we could go. Do things that we never thought we could do. See, when that happens, we're being led by a power that is greater than ourself. I think Paul puts it the best in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. He says, Glory to God, whose power is working in us and can do infinitely more than we can ask or even imagine. And so there is no depths, there is no lengths to which we can strive in our faith to serve God and others in this world. If we just are like Abraham, trust and have faith in God and allow God to lead us, call us, and have us move in that journey of faith in our life. Now you see this up and down the Bible, God calling people. And how do they respond? With faith. Just look at the prophets. Moses, Jeremiah, many of the prophets hesitated. They didn't think they were worthy of the call of God. Moses, for example, he stuttered, he stammered, and didn't think he could be a prophet. And yet God called him and said, no, you're the one. And he was a great prophet. Look at Jeremiah. He said, you know, God, I am too young. I'm only 14 years old. No one will listen to me. God said, no, you're the one. And he was a great prophet. Look at the apostles. You know, from time to time, they had self-doubt. But in the end, they became great apostles, living witnesses to Jesus Christ and established our church. For us, we must respond in the same way. Surrender to the call of God and then move. Walk that journey of faith each and every day of our life. Every time we pray, every time we come to Mass, every time we engage stewardship, every time we share our prosperity, our prayers, our skills and abilities, we are walking that journey of faith. Now, compare and contrast figures in the Gospel who place their trust in God versus those that don't place their trust in God. Great example is Adam and Eve. They don't trust God. And in fact, they see God as a rival. That's seen in that act of grasping for that fruit. They want to be in control of their lives. Again, you see in sacred scripture, God calling. And what's the proper response? Trust. Go back to the first reading. God says to Abraham, I am the Lord who brought you from Ur to give you this land as a possession. O Lord God, Abraham said, how am I to know that I shall possess it? Well, right now, Abraham is on the verge of entering the promised land. And yet, what is happening? Self-doubt. Abraham is doubting whether or not this land is going to truly be possessed by him. Now, how does God respond? Does he get angry? Does he get frustrated? No. Instead, he reaffirms Abraham's faith and trust by entering into a covenant. Notice what he says. Bring me a three-year-old heifer, a three-year-old she-goat, a three-year-old ram, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. Abraham brought all these, split them in two, and placed them opposite of each other. Now, what we have to understand, in the ancient world, part of the covenant rite was prescribed that animals had to be sacrificed and then cut in half and placed opposite of each other. Then the two parties, upon entering the covenant, would walk in between the animals. The symbolism is very clear. By walking in between these animals, it was symbolic 
of what would happen to you if you failed to keep the part of your covenant. And so covenants in the ancient world were very serious. They were life-bonding covenants between each party. Well, that's what God now establishes with Abraham, in which he says, I will be your God and you will be my people. Notice what happens next. It says, When the sun had said it was dark, then appeared a smoking fire part and a flaming torch. How often is God associated with fire? Moses encounters God in the form of the burning bush that isn't consumed with the fire. Look at Pentecost. The Holy Spirit is seen as fire descending upon the apostles' heads. Well, now God, in the form of that burning torch, passes through those sacrificial animals and now symbolizes a means of fidelity and a new covenant with Abraham and with us, in which God will be our God and we will be his people. And this new covenant was created because of faith, the faith and the trust of Abraham in God. Now with that in mind, turn to the gospel. The first clue that we know that something special is going to take place is where Jesus and the apostles are on top of a mountain. It's a basic biblical truth. Mountains are a special spiritually charged place. It's where heaven and earth unite. It's where we find God. Again, Moses, he encounters God on top of Mount Sinai. Abraham, he encounters God on top of Mount Moriah. Well, Jesus now climbs Mount Tabor and he is miraculously transfigured before his apostles and God. It says, while he was praying, Jesus' face changed in appearance and his clothing became dazzling white. Well, just like that flame in the first reading with Abraham passed its way through the sacrificial animals, now that flame transfigures Jesus and shows us he truly is the Son of God. Now, during the transfiguration, Jesus is seen talking with Moses and Elijah, symbolic of the Law and the Prophets. But more importantly, Moses and Elijah were key figures that during critical moments in their lives, they listened to the Word of God and they responded to God's command, especially when they didn't know where they were going in their journey of faith. But they accepted the call. They trusted in God. And therefore, they became great models of faith for us all. Now, notice in the Gospel, Peter and the apostles, they are overcome by sleep. Well, the symbolic here is they're not in control. Well, neither are we when it comes to terms of faith. When we truly have complete faith and trust in God, we allow God to control us. We allow God to direct us, to lead us in our journey of faith. Just like Abraham, we trust and have faith in an all-loving God that wants nothing but the best for us. One last thing to think about. Peter, after he sees the transfiguration, he goes to Jesus and he says, let us build tents so that they can stay on top of that mountain. But that's not where Jesus' destination lies. He must continue to make his way to Jerusalem. His destination does not reside on top of that mountain, but instead in Jerusalem. What is Peter really doing? He's trying to control the situation. He wants to keep Jesus on top of that mountain. And he doesn't belong there. Peter is imitating Adam and Eve. We have to understand, is God wants us to always be moving in that journey of faith. 
Abraham, he didn't build a tent. Instead, he accepted with faith God's call and he moved on that journey of faith. Well, we are people of faith and we don't build tents. Instead, we accept God's call and we move. We move on that journey of faith. We don't seek to control God, but because we have faith and we have trust in God, we move on that journey of faith. And we move every day when we pray, when we come to Mass, when we engage stewardship and share our prosperity, our talents and our skills and our prayers with others. And this is really the importance of the scriptures for this weekend. It shows us what faith really looks like, an overbinding trust in God, and then moving on that trust and faith in God, and walking that journey of faith every day of our life. And may the grace and the peace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.